Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Fix. We have another great episode planned for you guys, as always. But first, joining me, as always, is my good friend, Zane. You guys know I'm Jacob, and we have so much to talk about, but not really, because we're going to try to make the most out of this basic week of news. I don't feel like there's a whole lot going on. However, we do have a few things we can maybe speculate and talk about a little bit here. But first, Zane, how was your week? Are you getting into anything new, watching anything right now? I actually stepped out of my comfort zone last night and we watched uh the suicide squad james guns i hadn't i hadn't seen it stepping into the dc world you know it was like you said it was a down week we didn't have anything to watch i've been really wanting to watch peacemaker and i knew that i probably should watch uh his origin or introduction into the dc universe before i did that and man um it was really good i really enjoyed myself my wife also really enjoyed it uh it was a good time and uh yeah i can't believe i hadn't watched it yet well you're not the only one i still have not watched the suicide squad but from all accounts i have actually heard it was one of the better things that dc has released recently which is one of the big reasons why i have so much hope for james gunn and his dc universe it kind of seems like he understands storytelling a lot better than a lot of the people did i mean if you can just look at the guardians of the galaxy movies i think those speak for themselves so that is really cool that you are able to sit down and actually enjoy those. Now, do you plan on starting Peacemaker anytime soon, or have you started it already? Um, I haven't started it yet because we didn't buy Max yet because it's on it's on Max. Um, we oh, okay. watched The Suicide Squad on on Netflix, so probably gonna wait until March. Uh, cancel our uh, Netflix subscription and then pick up Max and and watch a few of those things that I've been waiting to watch. Like I haven't seen The Flash yet. Um, I haven't seen aquaman 2 hopefully it'll be on there by then so um that would be cool to pick that up watch blue beetle and the entire peacemaker uh series i my brother-in-law actually watched peacemaker who isn't a comic book movie guy at all like he he actually dislikes them and he watched peacemaker and loved it so well that's another like i said i i've heard the suicide squad was really great but i also heard peacemaker was great as well and i feel like a lot of people that weren't necessarily comic book fans or anything like that did still enjoy it so again just another reason why I think we have some things to look forward to with DC. Um, I actually have started watching some of the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. That is a show I've been wanting to watch for a while now. I've been putting it off and putting it off, but me and my wife finally sat down and started watching it. Um, we've been watching it for a couple weeks now. We're, I think, on episode five or six, so we're almost done. But I got to say, I really do enjoy it. I feel like a lot of people yes. gave a lot of hate towards it. A lot of think people saying, oh, they changed this and they changed that. I understand those things because I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but I don't feel like those things really bothered me. The things they were changing. I still thought the story was really intriguing. I will. My one complaint is, and I know the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies are the exact same way. They are just a little too long. I mean, every episode gets longer. They're already usually like hour and 10 minute episodes. So obviously I know that's like the Lord of the Rings whole thing. They're very long movies and they have a lot to say. I feel like there's some fluff. They could cut out of those shows, but I do overall really enjoy it. And I know you did watch it and enjoyed it yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have one major problem with something that you haven't seen yet. Um, but, like, as far as, like, the changing things, I'm not a big uh, Tolkien, like, book guy. I haven't read uh -huh. any of them. I don't know any of, like, Tolkien's um, fan base behind it. So, to me, that didn't bother me at all. Um However, like I, I, I did really, really enjoy the show. There is something coming up that I, I find stupid just from my own personal opinion of uh, 
man, I, I don't want to spoil it, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop and once you get there we yeah. can talk about it. But um yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. And I, I had a I have a friend who also loves um Lord of the Rings. He watched it every time he take took a trip when he was a kid. Like that's what he watched to get the, the trip by. Because uh, huh. it was like a nine hour trip, so he'd just watch all three of them. Um and he he was not not happy with it at all. And I was like, dude, like I understand your points. I just I just am happy I don't have the same complaint because I can actually enjoy the show so much and you hated it. Well, and one thing about the show that regardless whether you like the story or not, it is visually stunning. Oh, they, they you can clearly see they put a good good amount of budget into it and it went to the right areas. Yes, it, it looks super good. And like I said, I, I don't some of the stuff bothers me when I hear some of the things are changing, the lore behind it, because I'm a big fan of the Tolkien line and the story that he wrote and all that thing. But I also understand a lot of that stuff, you know, it's been I mean, how long ago did he write Lord of the Rings, right? I mean, some of the stuff can use some updating sometimes. And if you just go into it like I've tried to do with a lot of shows, just kind of go in there with a fresh mind, just try to enjoy the story they are trying to tell, whether it changes things or not. You know, I'm still going to try my best to enjoy it. And I think they did a good job with the show. Obviously, I haven't finished it, so I could change my mind completely when the story actually wraps up. But I do think this is a show that's supposed to be getting a second season, if I'm correct. Uh, I mean, they were filming the second season as the first one released. Like, they were... It's... I think it's getting... I don't want to misspeak, but I'm pretty sure it's got getting four seasons greenlit already. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's not surprising because it is such a huge property. And a lot of people are going to watch it, whether they agree with the story or not, just because it's still Lord of the Rings. It's still, like I said, visually stunning. It is just cool stuff. I mean, that's one of my favorite, like, fantasy worlds, I think. I absolutely love the Middle Earth. I love all of those things. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see where they do go with this story. I'm excited to see, um, you know, what the next seasons have in store. But I, I definitely am enjoying it. Um, but other than that, we have, like you said a minute ago, we have not, it's been a pretty dry week, but we have a few things we could talk about. And I think the first thing and one of the most exciting things and something we can look forward to is we are at the time of filming this video a week away from the first Deadpool 3 trailer. Now, I'm very excited. If you guys didn't know, the Deadpool 3 trailer is going to be releasing during the Super Bowl. Is that uh, so if you're not even a, it is confirmed it's from everything that I've seen. It seems to be that it is re being revealed during the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, so I'm excited for that. Even if you aren't a fan of the teams playing, you have something you could look forward to <laughs> there. Um, and I'm interested to see, though, because they did the same thing with Avengers Endgame. It actually had its first trailer during the Super Bowl. The trailer was more of a teaser. It wasn't really a full-blown trailer. So I'm interested to see... If Deadpool 3 does something similar where we get more of a teaser, you know, with a few little clips here, maybe 30 seconds, or if we're going to get a full-blown trailer. Um, if I had to guess, I kind of am leaning towards it might just be a 30-second teaser. Um, I am obviously hoping it's a full-blown trailer. I mean, this is, if you want eyes on something, the Super Bowl is probably the time to do it. But nonetheless, that is something we can expect to see from what I've heard. Like I said, it's not 100% confirmed, but all the sources that I like to follow on X and all those things... They are saying it's going to be during the Super Bowl, so I'm excited for that. But one of the questions I had for you is whether it's a full-blown trailer or a teaser or not, do you expect them to show anything interesting, or do you think they're going to keep us guessing? And while you think a little bit about that, I have something I am expecting to see, and I don't know if it's me just being optimistic about what I hope they show us, but I kind of have a feeling that we might see a little bit of a Fantastic Four 
thing during this Deadpool teaser. I think it's going to be really short, but I think hmm. we're about at the time where we're supposed to be hearing any day now the Fantastic Four cast. I've heard that it is completed. They have the cast that they want, but they just haven't revealed it yet. So do you have really? any ideas of something you hope to see during this teaser, or do you think we're just going to get a really basic you know, teaser just about Deadpool 3? I actually don't know. Um, we already have so many, so much teaser from Ryan Reynolds. Um, yes. I'm going to expect it's going to be a full-blown trailer. We're only a few months away um, from the actual movie, so I think we're going to get the first actual trailer. Um, there's been so much leaks, and he, he has been openly um, against, like, upset with how many leaks that there's been. Um, said it's going to ruin the movie. So... I, I think it's going to be just a full-blown trailer. I I don't know if they're going to drop Fantastic Four in this. Um, I don't think they need to. I think they I think they need to just let Deadpool three stand on its own because I mean it's already going to be so massive without that. Yeah. Um, I think they need to do another announcement to keep those separate to keep it everyone excited for the MCU, not for Deadpool three, like. And I think that would do less of overall excitement and more of Deadpool 3 excitement. Um, it's kind of like that, you know, how much do you want funds now or longevity of, of, of return fan base? And I think if yeah. they just throw everything at Deadpool 3, they may just get a lot of loss. Well, a big reason why, I don't know if you've heard any of the little rumors and stuff, we are supposed to be seeing some stuff from Loki from the TVA. Obviously, I think that's going to play a big role in Deadpool 3. However, from a little rumor that I'm seeing today is they're actually going to be showing the temporal tree. I guess we could call it what Loki went and did at the end of season two of the Loki show. We're going to supposed to be seeing and venturing to that place during Deadpool 3 from some rumors and stuff that I've heard. Um, however, it is also rumored that we are not getting any Tom Hiddleston in Deadpool 3. It appears that it is just going to be a look at the tree, and he is not going to be making an appearance. However, I have heard, though, some of these rumors are saying that they think that the teaser or the trailer, whatever they're going to be, like I said, it's going to be a very small hint at the Fantastic Four. Okay. But there is rumors that it is going to be shown just a little glimpse of the Fantastic Four. Now, the interesting part about that is, though, it might not necessarily even be the new Fantastic Four. There's a lot of rumors floating around that we're going to get to see the old Fantastic Four, like Chris Evans as Human Torch in that cast. No way. I think that is really interesting because I think we're going to be doing a lot of jumping. Obviously, this is going to be doing a lot of combining, you know, that Fox universe and the right. MCU because we're bringing in Wolverine. Obviously, that's the X-Men is all Fox. I wouldn't be surprised if we do see some of those old Fantastic Four members in Deadpool 3. Okay. But Man. that's all rumors at this point. Because obviously, <laughs> while we were getting a lot of leaks there for a little bit about stuff for Deadpool 3, I feel like they did a really good job of kind of like shutting that down. I mean, I feel like we have not heard much from Deadpool 3 other than those leaks we got earlier in the year. I've kind of gone uh, dark on... Um... X. I haven't really spent hardly any time on it at all, so I haven't heard any of that news. And since I saw somebody say that there was, I actually since Ryan Reynolds said like, "Hey, we're getting too many spoilers," I actually stopped even like if there was even a hint of, "Hey, this could be from Deadpool," I stopped clicking on it or, or right. looking at it. So, um, 
I, I really don't like getting confirmed spoilers. I love speculation, and I love like thinking about what could happen, but I don't really like. I really hate seeing confirmed spoilers. Now, yeah, you you mentioned the Fantastic Four uh, original cast. Now, do you think they they're going to pull that out in this and not save that for Secret Wars? I do. I personally believe we are going to be seeing the Fantastic Four in some form in Deadpool 3. I really think Deadpool 3, while I think the main focus is going to be on Wolverine and Deadpool, I really kind of see this being, you know, not necessarily, I'm not going to compare it to the Avengers, but I'm really going to kind of, you know, after everything, all these rumors and stuff that we've heard and things like that, I really do see this kind of being an Avengers level movie just with the multiple people and things we could be seeing. So I definitely okay. think we are going to see a lot of returning characters. I think we're going to see a lot of people we haven't seen in a really long time, such as those Fox characters from way back in the day. I do think we're going to see a lot of that. Who is, um, so you said something about not seeing a character you've seen in a long time, you know, in, in phase four, they introduced a ton of characters. Like an yeah. absolute ton of new characters, and we have not seen hardly any of them a second time. Is there anyone that was introduced in phases four and five that we haven't seen that you're really wanting to see? I feel like, I mean, there's a lot of characters, but to be honest with you, I'm kind of buying into this idea of letting this be the merger movies between all the Fox universe and the MCU. I'm not really concerned about seeing a lot of the Phase 4 characters right now because I know we have a lot of projects lined up to see a lot of those characters. I do like Ironheart. I think that's a cool character. and I, I know we obviously are going to get to see more of her and her story and stuff like that. But I'm not as concerned about seeing a lot of those characters right now because I really do think we're going to get to see a lot of them in the future. Okay. That's not yeah. to say I would be upset if we did see them. I just don't think this is the movie, especially because a lot of the heroes in the Phase 4 stuff, they really don't have a whole lot of hype behind them right now. It almost feels like they had the opposite of a little bit more hate than hype. Yeah, I and so I actually think that's one of the issues uh, that we have with the MCU, is that we're introducing characters and then not spending any time with them anymore. Um, just like um, Shang-Chi, right? Yeah, Shang Chi was one of the best movies that came out for the MCU, and it came out in twenty twenty. I want to say, right? I believe it was. Yeah, it's right around the COVID time. Twenty twenty one came out in twenty twenty one, and we haven't seen him again. It's been yeah. three years. Um, he hasn't made a, you know, a, anything. He's not made a man. Why am I losing the word for a guest appearance? Yeah, yeah, he's not. He, I get what you're saying. He's not shown up in anything at all, you know. And by I mean, this he's, time, he's not even been talked about. No, he hasn't. And by this time, into um, the phase one, you know, we'd had a main movie with Iron Man, a sequel with Iron Man, and he had been seen in other things, like he was seen in the Incredible Hulk. Like, so we had just seen, and he he was getting ready to be seen in the Avengers. And so it's like, you know, we were really on top of this. Like, we were spending multiple times with these characters getting invested, and now we're not. Um, and I think that it may be best to include one of them in this. Now, I know it's too late. Like, their story's written, whatever. Yeah. But, like, I really think the wise move 
would have been to give some of the characters that you introduced some screen time in Deadpool 3, not just legacy characters. So I, I, I agree. I think if you wanted to give these characters some more, you know, character building, that would obviously be the best way to do it, especially in a movie that's going to be as hype as Deadpool 3 is and the eyes this movie is going to have, the amount of people that are going to be going to watch it. I completely agree with you. I do, though, kind of understand if they're not, because if you start thinking about the things, the projects we have coming up, it is going to be dominated by Phase 4 characters. I mean, we're going to have the Ironheart stuff. Um, we're going to have the Young Avengers, which we know that's going to be mostly all Phase 4s. Thunderbolts is going to be a lot of Phase 4. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of that coming. I just think we're in a really strange period with Marvel, and I think it is a problem that they have where they did not do a good job of giving us those characters before now. You know, we're still waiting on all that story. And I think yeah. another thing was a big criticism with Marvel overall if you look at the majority of the characters that we had in the past, they were all very beloved characters in general. Iron Man is a huge name. Captain America is a huge name. Thor is a huge name, which we still have Thor in the universe. So, But Captain America and Iron Man, their story is kind of written for the MCU. Obviously, I think we're going to see a version of them. I mean, we have the Falcons Captain America now. I get all that. And we have Iron Heart kind of trying to take Iron Man's mantle. But it's still not the same person. So getting rid of two household names like that is going to be a lot harder to generate buzz and excitement to go to the movies to see characters that are kind of, I hate to use the word B-tier, but for the most part, these are B-tier superheroes. You know, we lost a lot of the A-tier tier heroes. I mean, Black Widow, not really a big name in the comics. I mean, she does some great stuff, but she was a big part of the MCU. She was there from like, you know, early on. And we haven't had that kind of character building, so we've lost a lot of those big names. Um, and see, I don't so even I, think that they were super big names before 2008. You know, the characters that we've lost, you know, Iron Man wasn't a big... He wasn't an A-lister. He, yeah. like, if you ask the common person on the street in, 20, in 2007 who Iron Man was, most of them wouldn't know. I could agree with that, but I mean, and, if you think about Captain America... That's a that's a big one. Yeah, no, for sure. Captain America's a big one. But I think that's the only A-lister we've lost that was an actual A-lister. You know, you think of uh, the Fantastic Four, the, you think of Spider-Man, you think of all these other characters, that those were the A-listers of Marvel. Not, not necessarily um, like Iron Man. And I think that that's the point. They don't need A-listers. They have characters like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Just tell the good stories, and you don't have to have A-listers. But you have to spend oh, time with I agree with, with that. You yeah. have to spend time with them. And I think that's the issue, is we're introducing people. Like, Moonlit, Moon Knight could have been the one of the best characters we're getting in this, but it's we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him again. He's not going to be in another know, thing. You know how I feel about that. That breaks my heart. <laughs> we, I mean, are we getting in Season 2? It's not confirmed yet by, no. by Marvel. Nope. I'm seeing things that are saying it's confirmed. So I just think I think we need to get these characters that have been shown on the screen again. Well, I agree. I just think it is they are in a tricky situation because for the most part, fans did not like the characters. I know Ironheart did not really receive a big, you know, hand clap at the end of Black Panther. I mean, people were really? super excited with the version of her that we got, I feel like. I feel like with the Black Panther, they are also not really happy about Shuri taking the reins as the Black Panther. Well, so I feel not. like they're kind of... Well, I know she's not now, but 
uh, we have obviously, you know, it's been out long enough. We have his son that should be taking the mantle. Well, I mean, Mbaku, a time Mbaku took the took the mantle. Oh, well, yeah, Mbaku is technically the Black Panther now, but he's really he's legitimately is a side character. So, like, do we want like they're in a tricky situation where you're trying to make a side character a main character? It's it. Marvel's put themselves in a tricky situation. I think they'll figure their way out of it, and I think Deadpool three is going to fix a lot of problems. But they do have, like you said, they've got to start getting these characters on the screen a bit more if they're really going to rebound to what their former glory was. Yeah, I definitely get that. I just, man, I really wish that they would just throw some people front and center in in Deadpool three. In yeah. Deadpool three, like I would like to see Mbaku as the Black Panther, like. That would be well, and awesome. I think Mbaku's a cool character. He's I awesome. actually like it. Yeah, he's a great character. So, well, you asked me the question: which Phase Four character would I like to see? Who would you? Who is your number one? Or maybe if you have three off the top of your head, who would you like to see? Oh, uh, Shang Chi, make an appearance. Shang Chi for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's number one. I, I, well, I, I think, I think he's, I think he's by far has the best solo movie. Um, they got released since like for any of the new characters. It was it was absolutely a blast. It was a great time, and I really like to see him in it. Um, and then, obviously, I would like to see Mbaku as Black Panther. I think that we need to see a a grown man take up the mantle of Black Panther, and 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 not let like I don't want the the kid Avengers to be the next time we see Black Panther. Yeah, right. I so, I I really do feel like that's probably though. I just don't see them doing anything with the black panther so i that's when i expect to see you know another black panther personally no i i mean i i don't think you're wrong unfortunately i don't think you're wrong but like i i just think that's a terrible terrible move for them um but that's just me i I think the character's bigger than anyone anyway so i don't think that they should have not let um chadwick boseman be recast i think we've talked about that before but like yeah the character is bigger than the actor the character is more important than the actor when i think i mean we we always talk about this too i think he would have liked to have seen another person get the opportunity to play such an iconic character i mean usually these actors are very open you know giving someone else a chance maybe it's their first time being in a superhero movie or something they've been dreaming of their entire life they love seeing those people get that opportunity well and how many cats actors are like after they've done two or three movies they're like you know i'd love to pass the reins on uh to someone else and it's like yeah because you don't want to play the same character like you age the rest of your life yeah you age you you want to grow and adapt i think tom holland's having that crisis right now where he's thinking about hanging it up um as as um spider-man yeah so it's going to be interesting to see, but nonetheless, I am excited to see, hopefully, a Deadpool 3 trailer during the Super Bowl. That'll definitely be the thing I am looking forward to with the Super Bowl, because I could not care less about the two teams that are playing in it. However, that'll give me something to look forward to. Uh, but some other stuff we have to talk about is it looks like Hayden Christensen will be reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker in Season 2 of Ahsoka. Now, my question for you, Zane, do you think... Anakin is going to have a large role in season two of Ahsoka. Hmm. Is he going to have a large role? Large role. And Uh, by large role, I almost, I mean this as, so I'll go ahead and give you, so you can kind of understand what I deem as a large role. 
I really okay. do think this season two of Ahsoka is going to be a lot of Ahsoka essentially becoming a Padawan again. And, you know, we heard Anakin say he had one more lesson for her, and we, we, we think that he gave her that last lesson. I don't think so. I think being on this planet that they're on, nothing else, you know, no one else that they know, completely new to them. I think we're going to see Anakin in a pretty large role of training Ahsoka again in a different way. That's kind of what I'm deeming as a large role. I expect him to be in quite a few episodes, maybe even almost every episode as a Force ghost. I am expecting that kind of role for Hayden Christensen because I don't think they would be talking about him reprising his role as Anakin because while we had speculated that was going to be a thing in Ahsoka, we never knew that was confirmed. When he showed up in Ahsoka, it was really kind of a surprise because we had never known for sure he was going to be in it. We had hoped that his appearance in Ahsoka was going to be flashbacks, but it ended up being a bit more than just flashbacks. So by the fact that they're already coming out and saying that he's reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker, I feel like that's them kind of saying, hey, he's going to have a larger role in this season. Yeah, um, I definitely think that he will have a larger role than he did, just from how they kind of left it. But I'm Mm -hmm. not sure that they're going to... I don't know if they're going to have him have that last lesson. I, I think they may have already... I kind of on the dis. I disagree with you on that. I think he did teach her that final lesson, and and teach her to move on uh, past that, and to not be afraid of of the dark side, uh, of falling to the dark side like he did. Um, and so I I think that he will just show like be there as a guide, but not a overshadowing guide. Um, okay. No pun intended with you know shadow ghost. <laughs> <Force ghost>. Um, <laughs> but um, I just I think that they're really gonna try to keep her front and center because it is her show. Um, I know that was one of the biggest complaints with the last season was that hey we saw too much Sabine we saw too much Rebels like it's Ahsoka show right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they may turn away from that a little bit who knows i don't know if star wars ever listens to the fans yeah um, especially with the people some of the people in charge over there but um so i think he will have a large role i don't agree that he's going to be teaching her anymore um mm-hmm. i think he's more going to just be around um okay so it's just an odd spot for him to be in like she is a grown jedi at this point she yep. is you know, very old. She doesn't have. She's not a Padawan, and I wouldn't want her to become a Padawan. Like she is, you know, Ahsoka the White. Like she's definitely been, you know, she's been through it. She's she's done some absolutely incredible feats. She doesn't need to step back into Padawan. In in all reality, she's a Jedi Master in my in my mind. Um, so it's kind of odd to need him. But I think the power that they're going to face is so much more than we've ever seen in Star Wars. And I kind of hope so. Um, I hope we see that... Um, I'm losing the name of the, the little uh, the Sith-like creature. Oh, I know. I, I for, I'm, thinking, I'm blanking on her name as well right now. Ab- is it Abolith? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, something like that. But I, like, I, hope, I hope we get to see something that big. Um, it kind of just take this story off off world, you know. I said, you know, I don't I don't want her to return because I felt like that. Yeah, you want her to stay here. Yeah, I want her to stay here. So, kind of him him learning with her that there is more to what he had, 
um, you know, there's more to his story. Like, I'm sure his entire life, I don't even know if Anakin knew of it in an alternate galaxy, right? So yep. it would be cool to see his thoughts on it and him learn as she learns. Um, kind of like that little buddy cop that just kind of guides you as, as you go. Mm-hmm. But See, I, I think that's great. And I, I get what you're saying about Ahsoka being a full-blown Jedi and all that stuff. But I do want you to think back a little bit to... What happened with Obi-Wan Kenobi? What was one of his big training points? You know, even though he was clearly a Jedi master, he was clearly one of the most skilled Jedi ever. He still had more training with Qui-Gon Jinn at the end of, end of episode three. Yoda's telling him, hey, you've got more training. I don't feel like the Jedi really ever are done training. And that's why I kind of have a feeling that I think Anakin is familiar with this world that they're on. I don't think necessarily he was there maybe as Anakin Skywalker, but as a force ghost, we know he's been there. He's obviously there on the planet. This planet obviously has a very strong pool of the force. So I feel like that's kind of going to be where we see him training her, not necessarily in teaching her lessons and things like that, but kind of like you said, a little bit of guiding her through what she could be facing. Because this is hopefully, like you said, it is a greater threat than we've ever experienced in Star Wars before. So I would love for this to be one of those things where Ahsoka goes to fight something. And guess what? She actually gets wrecked in the fight because she's just not ready for these type of, you know, opponents. But Anakin is more skilled. Obviously, he's, you know, as much as Disney tried to change it, he is the chosen one. He is, you know, a force ghost. He is the most powerful being we've ever seen in Star Wars. It would be kind of cool to be like, hey, you know, this is kind of how you need to deal with these type of things. So that's kind of the story I'm hoping we're getting with okay. him. It's not as a main character, but like you said, I, li- I like what you said about him being like the buddy cop, the guy that kind of just guides Ahsoka through a lot of these challenges she could be facing. Yeah, it's just a tough. It's just tough to introduce a, a character like Anakin back after everything. Um and we know he's been redeemed in episode six, but man, you know, as Darth Vader, he just did so many terrible things. He did. <laughs> um, and it's it's so funny to like, because we don't even know, like, I don't know the half of what he did in the comic run. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Like, the things I know are just like, wow, like breath, breathtakingly evil or breathtakingly bad or awesome um, with power. <laughs> and so, like, we don't know this Anakin. The you know the Anakin we saw in the flashbacks we know the Anakin like that he's portrayed we know but we don't actually know who he is. Yes, yeah, redeemed Anakin. We haven't spent time with a redeemed Anakin. We've never we've never really got to see him, and so I find that fascinating. Um, but again, it is a Soka show, mm-hmm. so I you know I do always have that reservation like. If you're gonna make the show about Anakin, like let's make an Anakin redeemed show, like you know what I mean? Oh, a hundred percent. I I agree with what you're saying, and I I hope we get new stories. I'm not necessarily one of those people that wants just because the story needs to evolve. We don't need to be seeing the same characters for the rest of our lives. We do need new characters. We need That's new right. stories. That's why I'm so excited about her being on a new planet. And I have the same feelings you. I hope she doesn't come back because then it wouldn't make any sense as to why she wasn't there in 7, 8, and 9, la-di-da-di-da, even though those movies shouldn't exist. I digress. I do do want her on this planet because, yeah, they do exist. We have to deal with them. But I want her on this planet just for the simple fact of it's new. We've never seen it before. It's exciting. I agree with you about not letting someone like Anakin steal the show because a character like that very, very quickly can steal a show because of just what he is. But 
I do still want to see, like you said, we haven't seen this redeemed Anakin. I do feel like it's so essential to Star Wars. I do want to see a little bit of what a redeemed Anakin is doing in this next life as a Force ghost. Because obviously, okay. Force ghosts still have a lot of pull in what's going on. So I'd love to see that version of them. And I don't want to see it to the full extent. Obviously, that would need its whole own show and everything. But I would like to see him still guiding Ahsoka in some ways and kind of explaining some things that he just knows because he's a Force ghost now. So I think that would be cool. Yeah, the whole Force Ghost is such a like a pot, like an opening up a, a pot of worms. Like, man, like we know nothing about Force Ghost essentially, um, and so like I'm I'm curious if they're going to explain it more or how how it goes because then you just start getting so many so many like why don't we see more uh, more often? Uh, but that is like something interesting to me. It's like I I mean I don't need Force Ghost explained. Um, I, it's like a a way to exist in the Force after you're gone. But it is going to be interesting why you're like, wow, we don't see any more of you. It's almost like you know the studio couldn't afford another Force Ghost. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but nonetheless, it is. I I'm excited that he's at least going to be back because I still think he's just such a great character. We have so much to to learn more about him. So I'm excited for that. Moving on to our last topic of the podcast. Shouldn't be, I don't think we'll have a whole lot to say about this, but we obviously know that Avatar The Last Airbender live action show is coming out soon. And some things have been coming out that they are actually going to be cutting a lot of those filler episodes from season one of the animated show. And I wanted to kind of get your opinion on how you feel about that. Now, my personal opinion is I understand cutting filler, and I almost am always like, yeah, cut the filler. We don't need filler. I do feel like, though, in the Avatar show, a lot of that filler in season one is actually kind of important to Aang as a character and how he's growing. Because in a lot of season one, he's dealing with the fact that he's he is a kid, but he really can't be a kid anymore because the world needs the Avatar. And we kind of see in a lot of those filler episodes, that's what he's learning to do is that, you know what, as much as I do want to just go, you know, sliding around on a penguin or on the, you know, all that fun stuff, he does have to, at the end of the day, he's the avatar. He has a job to do. So I think they really need to walk a fine line of the filler that they're going to cut. And I was interested to see how you feel about the idea of them cutting some of those filler episodes. Um, so I don't think cutting filler episodes is good because i don't think we had any filler episodes we had a bunch of filler content and if they're talking about the great divide then sure we can all agree the great divide is the worst um (laughs) worst episode in all of avatar and the legend of korra like so like sure if you want to skip the the great divide that's fine but other than that like there's nothing you need to skip um full episode wise Sure, I'm fine with you skipping some of the content. I think the content can be restructured to not be skippable, like especially to show that kid aspect. Like, there's too much kid. There's too much kid stuff in the first season. Um, it was Nickelodeon for sure, through and through. They realized they had a bigger fan base in the second book, and they really like up their game. So the first season, I'm I'm really okay with that. Um, I have no issues with that. As long as they tell the story to its full potential, as it should be. Um, I know another reason they said that is so that the child actors don't age too much. Um, 
So that's also a big issue is that you are dealing with child actors. You only have a certain amount of time. You know, we spend a lot of time on Stranger Things talking about that and how they deal with that. Um, but they they knew that beforehand. And I think they're cutting down the content not only to kind of cut out some of that childish nonsense that the, is in the first season, but mm-hmm. also to make sure that we see the um, the the children stay the appropriate age throughout the series. Which obviously is very essential to a show like Avatar because that's, you know, one of the biggest part about it is these are, at the end of the day, a bunch of kids. Um, So I'm interested to see how they handle it. One thing they said that I was excited about is they did say they are going to try their best, or the showrunner said that they want to make this show, you know, as mature as possible so that it can appeal still to the original fans of the show, but while still keeping it kid-friendly enough to where new kids can come in and try to enjoy it for their very first time. That is very exciting to hear that they're going to try to at least not just make it a kid show. Because if you do go back and watch the Avatar show, it's still amazing. But you can definitely tell it's a Nickelodeon show. It's geared towards kids. I am excited the fact that they're going to try to do a little bit mature stuff with this. Okay. So yeah, it. I mean, it, when when trying to convince the wife to watch it, the first season is pretty tough to get through. It is. Um, <laughs> So I think they're going to try to fix that because they did say they wanted it to appeal to the mature audiences because think about it, a lot of kids that were watching that when it came out, they're adults now. So that makes sense. They obviously want to appeal to those type of fans. And I think that's awesome. I think that's essential when you're bringing back a show like this, when you're doing a live action version, that's already making it more mature in and of itself. But I do think you still have to make sure that the content is mature to an extent. So it sounds like they do have an idea of what they want to do, which is good. It doesn't sound like they're just free balling it but i am excited to see what they do nonetheless yeah the only thing i'm worried about from this is um i don't want them to cut out like the spirit world stuff which i know a lot of people said that that was like um feel a filler episode i think mm-hmm. the spirit world is, is super crucial to the avatar story yeah um so I agree. and and i do know that there was a bunch of like the creators of the animated show were on board at the start of this and i think they bailed out midway through pre-production i've heard that also yes so that does worry me for what they're cutting out may be essential to the show um don't take that as gospel that's not like i'm not saying that this is like going to be a failure because of that i just know like hey my, um i think it's uh, Michael DiMartino mm-hmm. and Brian uh, Konetsko were the creators of the animated and they're not mentioned in the credits for this other one. Yeah. So that is an issue for me. Um, yeah, and I, that's why that goes back to the, you know, they did talk about there is some things they're going to cut and that's what I was getting at was, is it going to be, like you said, season one has some stuff you can get away with cutting, but as we get farther into the show, we obviously know they've talked about, you know, more seasons than just this first one. Maybe that could have been one of the reasons that these guys bailed is because they're not happy with the things that they are wanting to cut. Um, so that just brings me back to my first point. I think they got to be real careful with what they're going to be cutting because it could, it can make or break some of these shows and you know, Avatar has got a huge fan base. Um, and if the, if the original creators of the show aren't happy with what you're cutting, that's always going to raise some eyebrows. So I'm going to stay optimistic about it. So very excited to watch the show. 
Um, but it is definitely something to think about when you're watching. It's going to be something I'm going to be looking for personally as to, oh, I wonder why they cut that, or I wonder if they're going to cut this now. So I'm interested to see what they do for sure. Oh, yeah. Now, I, it's going to be a struggle to not compare it to the old one. Yeah, it always is with stuff like that. I mean, you're always going to want to compare it to the original. Um, but I think we're, I think, still think we're in for a treat. That's coming out very soon. We actually should have some good content to be talking about soon once that comes out. I know Bad Batch Season 3 comes out in February, so we got a lot of good stuff coming. Um, but that's going to do it for this episode of The Weekly Fix. Again, a little bit shorter this week. We're going to try to keep coming up with some ideas during these slow weeks to talk about. If you guys do have any questions or anything like that, make sure you guys send them our way so we have some more stuff to talk about. And hopefully we can help answer some questions you guys might have had for a while. Or maybe if it's just something you just thought of that we've said that you'd like to give your input into as well. Just make sure to send those to us. But that is going to do it for this episode of The Weekly Fix. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening, and we will see you in the next one.